As we begin to reintegrate into the world post-lockdown, we're confronted with the fact that our lives are not the same as they were before 2020. And with that comes the realization that a lot of us have to relearn, rebuild, and restart. Struggling to do so myself, I wondered how other people are able to rise from the ashes of crumbled moments throughout their lifetime. I'm Rebecca Lee, and this is season two. How the fuck did you bounce back? Emily, thank you so much for doing this. I know we don't know each other, and I just like randomly messaged you out of the blue, and you were so like on board and game. And so I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. So thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I saw like, okay, so what I saw was a TikTok. Now I'm going to go on a tangent, but it's fine. I think it was like you doing your skincare, but being like rules with my husband, rules that my husband and I have or something. Yeah. It was like pretty recent. I like lost my shit. It's so, it's so fucking funny. And then I like was like, oh my God, she would be perfect. Sorry, I need to get this thing. Um, I was like, she would be perfect for this podcast. And then I went and we had like a couple of mutual friends. So I was like, hell yeah, this is great. Thank you. Yeah, I um, I just get random ideas. And I honestly have wanted to make like get ready with me videos. But like that is not my brand in that way. And so I feel like if somebody saw a real one, they would be like, what's happening? Are you okay? Yeah. And so I just wanted to like incorporate that, but like be silly. And I do, I like sometimes will give like advice on my stories on Instagram. So I was like, I could do it for real, but I just, I had to be silly. Yeah. I don't know the like, what works on one versus the other. Like I'm so, I'm like not at that level to like where I know anything about that, you know? I just like post whatever, whenever, and I'm sure people are like, what the fuck are you doing? You psychopath. But I'm just like, who cares? We're all going to die. It doesn't matter, you know? No, exactly. And I do often post like whatever I want. Some things just end up trending in a better direction. Yeah. And it's, and it is different on TikTok and Instagram. So right. something on Instagram will do way better. And on TikTok, it, I, I don't even know. I have no clue. Which is like such a testament to like making stuff that you like. You know, because then it's like, well, I liked making it, so it doesn't matter to me if it gets views or not. Like, obviously, it'd be great if it did, but like, you know, I liked it. You know, <laughs> I feel like that's such a mindset of a comedian. No, it totally comes back to like what I enjoy doing. And I did shoot that video about four times because I wanted it to be like, not perfect. I hate saying perfect, but I wanted it to be good because it like was funny to me. The concept was really silly to me. And also my husband is kind of like, he is a businessman. Like he's not in this world at all. And so I was like, I wonder what he's going to think. And I sent him like the first time I did it. And he was like, I love this. And sometimes, and he has opinions. Something about my husband is he is opinionated. And he'll be like, I don't think this is going to perform well if he doesn't like it. And sometimes (gasps) I'm like, I don't care what you think. Mm -hmm. I'm posting it anyway. Like I don't care. So, and and honestly, it's 50-50. Yeah. Like yeah. Wait, what's your sign and what's your husband's sign? I'm a Taurus and he's a Cancer. Oh, okay, cool. That's nice. I like that. I don't know anything about I mean, that. I don't know a ton about it, but like I know like the vague generalities and that feels like because Tauruses are but it sounds I don't know. Tauruses are usually more like uh like opinionated and and like I'm going to do this thing. But you just like mentioned that your husband was like that. So I don't know. Maybe astrology is complete bullshit. Who knows? I don't I don't know. I do have a lot of opinions and I will be stubborn. So maybe it's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. so usually I start out by saying. Is there a um, challenge, low point moment in your life that you're most proud of overcoming? And it can be childhood, adolescence young adult now, whatever. Um, But like, is there something that like stands out to you that was like a very, a a rough season that you like overcame? Yeah. So I've I've had a few like rough points that I've experienced in my life. Um, I think when I was like bullied when I was younger and I, and I had to kind of come out of that, um, that was difficult. I, I was like a really weird kid. I was. And I'm not saying that like the bullying was justified, but like 
kids show you like how you can interact with them. And mm. so as, as a kid, like I was so strange and I really wanted friends, but I was a lot. And so I remember I had these friends and we were in sixth grade and they got on AIM and they like got together and they ended up like cyberbullying me for like an entire night. They were at a sleepover together and I was at my house and they like cyberbullied me. And so then after that, we stopped being friends. Oh my God. And it was, it was very traumatic and it made me rethink everything in my life. And what I realized from that moment was I was no longer just going to have one group of friends mm. because I needed insurance that I would always have friends. And so that was like a really like crazy time. I'll never forget. Like I was shaking and it was so like scary, but it taught me so much. It taught me that like every, every type of person in the world matters and all types of group of people matter. So I just became friends with everybody at school. And that has carried me fortunately through adulthood where I feel like I have friends. I have like my comedy friends. I have my college friends. I still have some high school friends. I have my work friends, like all these different types of groups. And I feel like that has been so important for me because I like people. Mm. And yeah. so, you know, sometimes when you get bullied like that, you're like, wait, why? And I think that the why for me was that like, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. Mm. Yeah. Is that something that like you came to terms with like when you were younger or did that take kind of like working through as an adult? I don't know if you're in therapy or whatever, but like. I sure am. You are, you are, or you're not? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I yeah, had a, I had a teacher once tell me you're uh, a, a, she was a theater teacher. She was like, you're fooling yourself. If you think you can be an actor without a therapist and or a consistent spiritual practice. And I was like, I'll never forget that <laughs> no matter what. Um, but like, is that something you had to work through in therapy or did you kind of work through it growing up? I don't think that I necessarily had the tools when I was young to realize all of that. I think at the time I was like, well, I never want this to happen to me again. Mm. So I'm going to make friends with all these different people. But now that I'm in therapy and I like, it's been pretty intense over the past like year and a half. I think that now when I'm in those situations, I'm able to kind of see what's going on and see the other side even before I'm there. My therapist always describes it as like, you know, there's, there's peaks and valleys. And now when, you, when you're in a peak, you're like, oh, great. I love it. And when you're in a valley, you're like, I know I'll be at a peak again, mm. but it's I don't so know. Yeah, go ahead. I just don't know if I had that foresight as like a 12 or 13 year old. Uh, yeah, of course. Of course not. Um, I mean, not of course not, but I for sure didn't. Uh, it's so hard in those valley for me. It's so hard in those valleys, like when you're in a low to like, know it'll get better. Like I've been in so many lows and it's always gotten better. But like for some reason at every like low point, I'm going to be like, yeah, but this is the one time it's not going to get better. I know it's got like my brain is like, I know it's gotten better in the past and I've gone to another peak, but this is the one time that I'm never going to get out of. And it's so hard for me to like reframe those thoughts and like talk to myself in a different way. I don't know if like you know what I'm talking about or not. Yeah, kind of. I wonder like, I wonder why you even let your brain go there when you're doing that. Because like statistically, you always get out. Right. So I wonder why every time you're allowing yourself to be like, nope, this is it. Probably childhood trauma. I feel like I feel yeah. like it takes forever. I mean, I'll probably work be working on it my entire life to like reparent myself and um you know, work through all of the things, the issues that, you know, formed who I am as a person. Um, did you grow up in like, like a good environment and like, or well, yeah, what was, what was growing up like for you? Do you have siblings? Um, I definitely, I have a little sister and I definitely like want to say that overall it, it was like a great, healthy environment. My parents got divorced when I was nine. And so that was really traumatizing for me because then my dad, like, moved out and within a year he was married to a new woman and so that whole thing was very difficult and my dad was a doctor and so everything in 
when I was with my dad had to be very regimented. Mm. And I feel like as a creative person, I'm not really that regimented. I want to be, but as a child, like I wasn't. And so and my dad was really tense. And when I was with my mom, it wasn't like that. It was more free and you can do this. There's still parameters, but it, it wasn't as structured as with my dad. And so some stuff happened like in my childhood that was really stressful. Um, and he was just like, really, he was really tense. And I'll never forget in seventh grade, one of our friends passed away and I was grounded at the time because I didn't answer my phone when I was at Big Surf and he took my phone away and I, he wouldn't let me go to any of the funerals when I was with him. And I remember being like, this is the type of parent that I don't want to be. Mm. Like, I do not want to be so strict for my daughter. Like, and I was not a bad kid. Like I didn't, I didn't need this like punishment. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I can, I can say that objectively. Like I, it was unnecessary for what it was. I'm really sorry. I didn't answer my phone. I was literally on a water slide. Right. And so that I think has kind of helped shape me as like a human where like, I try to be more gentle with myself because of, I feel like when I was with my dad, like I loved him. He was the best dad, but like there was a lot of times where he wasn't gentle with me when I needed that. Right. What, how did the divorce and the remarriage affect you as a child and then going into adulthood? Is that something you had to work through? Um, I don't know how it's like directly impacted my life now. I just know that as, as a kid, it was traumatizing to be like sitting in my mom's car and having to go inside of my dad's house where I feel like my family unit had been ripped apart. And I feel like now as I am married and, you know, hopefully going to have kids soon one day, I don't ever want to get divorced because I know what that does to like a child. Mm. And it's so interesting. Like it sounds like, so it's like, yeah, people get divorced. What's the big deal? But I just feel like as a little kid, it's, it's, it's pretty traumatic mm -hmm. yeah. just because you, you feel like when you're, when you're not with one, you're missing the other, you feel guilty. I had a lot of guilt. Mm. Yeah. It's so, it's so tricky. Cause like my parents got divorced, like when I was an adult, like, you know, in my twenties and I wish they had gotten divorced when I was a kid because like you still see you like there's fight they're still fighting and there's still you know uh tension and so it's like had that had I mean, and it's like you never know right like I'll never know what it would have been like if they got divorced then you'll never know what it would have been like if they stayed together then and it's like we only know what we know but it's like it's just fucking hard out there man it's not easy growing up yeah it's no, not easy being an adult and I hear people say that too. And it was interesting because my parents never fought. Mm. So that was another thing that was confusing to me. Yeah. Like, why is this happening? Mm -hmm. Where it's almost like sometimes like, I don't know, like when my dad passed away, it was like sudden. And so people always compare like, people always compare when somebody's sick and then they pass away. Because then mm. you have to to somebody just passing away yeah maybe if you have time to almost like grieve their marriage you had time to like grieve their marriage when you were young because you yeah. were like this is not working yeah I mean it's like you you never know I'm so sorry to hear that um yeah. that's six years ago another thing that's very that's big that's that impacts people a great deal it's one of the hardest if not the hardest things to have to go through in life. Um, so I'm very sorry to hear that. Um, how, how did growing up in that environment influence you like creatively? Cause like you said, you're like a creative person. And I'm curious about like when you decided like, Oh, I'm actually going to be a performer, a comedian, an actor. Like I'm going to like pursue this thing. So my parents put me in plays at five. So like, ultimately I blame them. Like, I'm like, you guys did this. <laughs> so I did plays up until I was nine and then, well, no, probably a little bit later to like 12. And then, cause I was like, not cool. I wanted to be a cheerleader mm -hmm. and then I wanted to play softball. So I tried softball and I was horrific at it. I did one season, like I could barely lift up the bat. Like it was awful. I was not meant to play sports in that way. <laughs> 
And then I did cheerleading and I could not, I could not as hard as I tried to figure out how to do a back handspring. My poor mother probably spent, like I'm not even kidding you, $5,000 on privates and lessons with every coach around the state to try to help me do a back handspring and I still could not do it. So when we were in high school, I really, I was on the JV cheerleading team, but you had to be able to do a back handspring to join varsity. Mm. And I was like, I'm at a crossroads. I know. And I'm, I'm like really spiritual. And I'm like, I know that God is telling me that I have to be an actress if I don't make this team. And I'm going to give this my all. I'm going to practice every day. I'm going to do everything I can to learn how to do a back handspring. And if I can't do it and I don't make that varsity team, I am rejoining the thespian club at school. I am getting involved and I'm like going back to like working on being an actress and I didn't make it. And it was like, it was crazy. Like I had a, actually so much peace because mm. I knew like, and in high school, like being a theater kid is not cool. Like right. you're, you're kind of strange. And I was like, I don't, I don't care. Like this is what's meant for me. And so I always knew that that's what I wanted. And so then I did that the rest of college. And then my dad was like, oh, you're not, you're not studying theater when you get to college. I'm like, are you joking? He was like, nope, business and criminal justice. If you, if you want me to pay for it. I was like, okay, well, I don't want to pay for it. So then he paid for my college and I did business. I studied business and criminal justice. And then I had a friend in my sorority who was in the film school. And so we would create together and then I would still do little things here and there. And then I was like, it's, it's not a question in my mind. Like I'm moving to LA. I'm going to join groundlings and I'm going to be an actress. Like that's it. And so when I, the year that I graduated, my husband, my boyfriend at the time, who is now my husband was, it was taking, um, my husband now, who was my boyfriend at the time, decided that when he graduated, he was going to get his MBA, mm. but it was an accelerated program. So I'm like, okay, well, when you're done, we're moving to LA. Like, this is not, this is happening. He's like, okay. So I worked corporate at an insurance company for a year. And my dad was so excited. He was like, this is it. You have a, you have a great boyfriend. You have a great job. I'm like, dad, this is temporary. I'm still moving. Like it's still happening. Get that out of your head. And then sure enough, when he graduated his MBA program, he only looked for jobs in LA and then we moved. And so I had his support and my dad was like, oh my God, are you serious? He just was not, he didn't get it at all. Um, and you know, when, when you first moved to LA, when you're there, you're really going for it and nothing happens. Mm -hmm. So for a long time, almost seven or eight years, really nothing happened. And so I would try to like, when he passed away, I had been there. I had been there for three years. So, you know, when he passed away, like he never saw me really. I sent him some student films and like told him I was performing like student shows, but like he never got to see me like achieve success in this, mm -hmm. which definitely like I think is hard. It's really hard. Just cause, like I wanted to like prove that like, you know, it wasn't just like a dream, you know? Sorry. No, you don't have to apologize at all. Yeah, that's so, like a big thing. Yeah, but that's why I feel like, you know, I just had to like stay true to, to what I wanted. And that's kind of how it started. And then I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give up on this thing that I really, really want. Yeah, that's like, it's such a big thing that you and like any creative person in Los Angeles has to do it's like a lot of people especially when you have a parent who's like this doesn't make sense you shouldn't be doing this I absolutely 1000% relate to that at the same thing I also have a business degree for the same reason I as you're talking I'm like same same <laughs> uh uh and just to be like no you know what this is actually who I am and I'm going to continue to do this, even though the it feels like the entire world sometimes is like, you can't. Too bad you can't do it. To like keep going is so hard. How do you like persevere? I know you said you're a spiritual person. So I'm curious if like that plays into it or like what makes you be like, 
or have you even experienced those moments where you're living in LA and you're like, I, I don't know if I should quit. Like, I, I don't know if I should keep going or if I should find a different job or like, what, what do I do in this situation? Or if you're always like, no, I'm going to keep going. Like, what's your mindset around that? Oh my God. I mean, I've experienced that a lot actually. Um, and I talked to my therapist about it a lot because unfortunately, like she says, she's like a lot of, you know, what you do for your, for your work is related to external factors. Right. So unfortunately it's based on numbers and engagement and external things. So she always reminds me to focus on the internal. She's like, what are you doing mm. to fulfill yourself creatively internally? And I'm like, well, honestly, a lot of it comes back to making content that makes me happy doing things that like, I know are so silly and fun that I know I can connect with other people on. Um, and then trying to fill up my own personal life as much as I can. I think for a long time in my head, I was like, I can't even have a personal life because I'm just focusing on my career. And that is like not true. And I'll never forget when we got engaged, I got engaged at 27 and I was like, oh my God, I'm literally so young. Like I am so young to be getting engaged. And then I got married one month shy of my 30th birthday. I'm like, I am a child bride. I am so young. But every time that I would focus on my personal life, things in my career started happening. Mm -hmm. Like I remember like I got engaged and I was like, I do not have time to plan a wedding. And then I got like my first real agent after being in LA for like six years. And then I got, I started getting series regular auditions. Like all of these things started happening when I let my personal life happen as well. Yeah. What do you like think that is? I don't even know. I don't know what it is. Is it like like loosening like a chokehold on the thing and like be – I'm trying to think of like what could that – because like you're not the first person to like say that, you know? Um, yeah. And it's like when you do other things that make you happy – like it starts, ha it's so weird. Or like you'll all have, I don't know if you relate to this. I have like, I'll have like nothing, nothing happening in my world for months. And then all of a sudden a million things are happening and I can't do them all. And I'm like, fuck, like, I wish I could do all these things, but I can't do them. I'm like, why can't this be spread out at all? Um, it's so weird. Our oh, industry is I so feel like fucking weird. Such a thing with creators too. Yeah. So like, it'll be nothing, nothing, nothing. And then everything. And you're like, I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. But I'm happy, so I don't want to, like, say that I don't want all of, you know, this abundance in my life. Yep. I definitely – I don't know what it is. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like, I don't want to tell the universe that I don't like this. Like, I like this. Keep coming. But also, like, would love it if you spread out a little bit. Yeah, it's fucking wild. Um, What do you do to, like, keep you – in a good space mentally creatively like keeps you grounded I know you said the therapy um spirituality I know you mentioned uh like actually like specifically what spiritually like helps you or works for you or um do you feel attached to or means a lot to you so I like to write at night and in the morning and so have you ever done the artist's way yeah. yes <laughs> it's like, I mean I'm like I'm like have you ever tried to do the artist way exactly I, I was about to say like exactly. <laughs> yeah did I did I get it all the way through no have I tried multiple times yes <laughs> I've never met anybody that got all the way through okay. also I feel like this is like a joke in our industry because I feel like everybody has has the fucking book and I feel like people who are listening are like what the fuck is that like I I'm like interested if any of anyone outside of our industry knows what the artist way is like it's such a specific thing it is but it does apply to like anything right that you're doing and so I try to to me I when something feels too daunting then I don't do it so mm -hmm. waking up every single morning and writing three pages to me felt like just so daunting and I feel like that's why like people are like you know what I'm not doing this I don't yeah, want it's a huge barrier to entry like exactly exactly so I try to do like half a page to a page in like a journal in the morning and at night and I end up when I'm writing I end up like writing to God and being and writing a lot like Thank you, God, and focusing on all of my blessings. I will write in there like, God, please, please help me do this. Please help give me motivation for that. Please help me, you know, 
book a voiceover job. Like I will write the things that I really want, but I oftentimes really, really, really focus on writing what I'm grateful for mm. because I feel like that is something that, you know, you can take advantage of like where you are is like where you prayed about being. And so I just like to like reinforce to God and the universe that I'm actually really grateful, even on the days where I'm like, oh my God, everything is spiraling out of control. Yeah. I've I heard a f- like a phrase recently. It was like gratitude is the antidote to like comparison or something, something along those lines. And I was like, yeah, that is true. I don't know if you, if you relate to this, but like, it's so hard not to compare yourself in our industry. I was talking in therapy about this and I was like, you know, this person's doing this and this person's doing that. And like, it feels like everybody's like moving up. And she's like, I know it feels like everybody is, but like, you're just around the small percentage, like who are, that's not like the normal thing. Do you like experience like, uh, comparing yourself at all? Oh my God. I, I totally have. And I have spiraled out of control. And I always, since I was young, my uncle used to say comparison's the thief of joy. Right. Stop, stop. But at times I can really, and sometimes like, and I feel really grateful, but a lot of like people that I'm close with and that are my friends have had so much success. And sometimes I'm like, I am way far behind them. I'm way far behind. And on the days, now it's more weeks and months where I am just focused on what I am doing. It it works out better for me. Mm-hmm. And then I actually, it's so interesting. This girl that I follow, I really like admire her. She does like lifestyle stuff. Somebody posted in a Q&A, they asked her what creators she follows for inspiration. And she says, I don't really, I just like to post my stuff and get off. And I'm like, wow, what a concept. What a concept to just be like so insular that you're just focusing on what you're doing. It's hard. I don't think that I can do that because I do still enjoy other creators, but, but having that almost in the back of my mind, like post what you need to, and then get off, I think would help with like that comparison or what are you doing or how, how's this video performing? It's like, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Yep. Or like muting people or, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's, that's helpful too. Um, and always, you can always mute people. I have a friend and they were like, yeah, I muted, I muted, you know, these 15 people. And I'm like, wow, that I, I get that. It's totally a thing. If you want it to be, I don't want to like I think I've maybe muted like two people, but I yeah. don't want to put that in my head. Yeah. Because that feels like, I don't know why, maybe that's like me being, you know, toxically positive, but I just didn't want to do that. And I do feel like the less you engage with those accounts too, that you maybe feel like almost jealous of, the less they're going to come up and it's just like you right. move away from it. Yeah, that's a very good point. Do you like have a routine at all or is routine helpful for you in your life? I know like as a creative person, it's hard because we don't have like a nine to five where we have to do specific things and we're setting our own schedule a lot of the time, I guess, unless you're in a writer's room or whatever. Um, But, but are you, is routine something that's helpful for you or no? I mean, a thousand percent. Really? Routine is so helpful. It's just hard to stay in that routine. So it's like, a routine when I have it is so fantastic. But it sounds like you do with the with the journaling in the morning and the night. Like that's a routine. I try, but I don't do that. I don't do it every day and night. Yeah. But I try. And I try to do little practices in my life that help me get into a routine. So like I'm trying to do that more. And then it's hard because like I'll have a weekend. So like I did it all last week and then it was my girlfriend's bachelorette this weekend. And so then I was like tired and then I had a horrific migraine on Monday so like it's Wednesday and I haven't done it I haven't done it in five days but I'll pick it back up you just have to like be cognizant of it and be cognizant of the fact that okay you might fall off but you have to get back on like Mm -hmm. don't like don't let it derail everything just because you had a weekend (laughs) right I know like I can get in in the mindset not all the time where I'm like well I guess I shouldn't do this anymore because I went a week without doing it. And now I like ruined my <laughs> my like whatever I was on a roll and like doing consecutive stuff. And now that I didn't do it for a week, I'm just going to end it completely. No, like, I think well, sub- no, I think subconsciously that's I feel like how all artists can think at some point. Yeah. Oh, I haven't done it, so I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> but 
really, it's important. It's important to do. Yeah. Um, okay. So you journal, you have therapy. Is there anything else that like you like doing that helps keep your mental on point? So it's kind of random. And I know that people won't, people have all these weird feelings about it, but when it's nice out, I like to sit in the sun with as much of my body exposed as I can. Oh yeah. Um, and I often will bring a book and, and I don't really wear sunscreen and people have a lot of opinions on this. And so I like hate saying it because I'm like, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I have done a lot of research and I think that so many Americans are vitamin D deficient. Yeah. Oh, big time. Oh yeah. And when I go and sit in the sun, I mean, it's been rainy and the weather has been awful, but when it's nice, I, I do like 15 to 30 minutes and I literally feel so relaxed. And then I started doing acupuncture every Friday and she puts this red in it, like this infrared red light. Am I saying infrared, an infrared light? Yeah. You're saying it right. I think. Puts it on my feet. Ooh. And I felt so relaxed that I bought one for, for my, for my home. And now I do that at night and it is so relaxing. I'm 1000% going to get the link for this product and <laughs> the contact in- info for your ac- acupuncturist. Because I, I used to go to an acupuncturist too, but I lived on a different side of town and I haven't gone in forever, but I remember like really liking it. Oh, it is. Well, at first it was, it would. So like last year, my mom had cancer and she's okay now. Thank God. But last year was a really awful year for me. It was definitely like, I was, I was in a valley for literally the entire year. And my therapist said I was just trying to survive. Mm. And so my stress levels have been out of control. They're, they're better. Thank God now. But it was so bad. Like I lost, I lost a lot of hair. Um, I lost weight. I could barely like function. And I didn't really talk about any of it on social media because like my family's just not really like that. I know that some people do, but also like, you know, talking about it on social media makes it even more real than it already is. Mm. So I just didn't feel like that. So this year has been about managing stress for me and working on like how to lower my cortisol and just relax. And acupuncture is so relaxing. And it's like, I leave there and I am like, so like, my vibe is just like so chill Mm. that I feel like I wish I could do it every day. And now I fall asleep. That's how relaxing it is. Yeah. What? I mean, that's a lot. Like, that's a lot that you like that you were experiencing, and I'm sure are still re- experiencing residual effects of that. Um. Yeah. What? What? Did you find any other things that were really helpful for you during that time? Because I'm sure there's people listening experiencing something similar. Um. But lowering and also lowering your cortisol is like hard in this fucking country where a new thing is happening every day and we're inundated with news. And like, I don't know if you if you like, you know, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but like kind of like manage your intake of the news that we get. I have a hard time like balancing because I want to be informed, but also I don't want to not be able to get out of bed because of the news. Um, so I'm just curious about like your relationship with managing the cortisol and if you found anything, it sounds like acupuncture is really helpful and vitamin D and sun. Yeah. Um, so I was taking, um, ashwagandha in the morning and at night. And now I take like another, I have a naturopath doctor. I'm a little, <laughs> I like the natural stuff, but I have, she gave me another like supplement to help with that. And I take that now before bed. My husband and I both do. It's like a cortisol manager. Ooh. And ashwagandha in it. Um, but there's a few other herbs to basically help, you know, promote restful sleep and to promote basically just like being relaxed when you go to bed, because I am a person where like my mind can race, but honestly, I found it helps. And I take magnesium before bed too. And that Okay. Helps. See, like the, I need to find a good magnesium too. Cause like, I feel like the ones that I take just like are like, and you're going to shit your pants now because this is like, it's you, you honestly shouldn't be, it should just, it right should help honestly, like regulate everything but it shouldn't be it should be natural yeah. like it shouldn't be like you shouldn't be shitting your pants 
oh wait I shouldn't be so I shouldn't shit my pants <laughs> well they they You're do say that's not normal some magnesiums no they will say that yeah I know the dosage is wrong or you're not taking the right I think it's the not the right like because there's so many different versions of magnesium yeah did you take calm I don't fucking remember all I remember is being like I have to shit my brains out right now and I know it's because of this is goddamn magnesium but everybody's like it's so great are you taking it at night or in the morning oh god I can't remember anymore this was like at least five years ago. Okay. Yeah. If you, I can, I can show you my stuff, but, um, I just take like two before bed and then it helps like, of course, keep everything regular, but I don't, feel like <laughs> but you don't shit your pants. <laughs> no, I love that for you. <laughs> it's great. Don't worry. I was at, a, I was at a, a point in my life where my IBS was so bad that I was shitting my pants, but yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm such a weirdo. I feel like I, I've asked people like, hey, like not like randomly, but I'm just curious, like who's ever shit their pants before? Is this like a thing that people experience or not? And like, I asked someone once and they're like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? I and mean, I'm like, like, not one time in your life have you ever shit your pants. I've shit my pants one time in my life. Or like be close to it at least. Yeah. Yeah. Like how, how have you people go? <laughs> people are just going around with normal bowel movements what a life they must lead no literally they they what a dream like, what a dream um okay i digress what <clears throat> have you it sounds like it sounds like your um when you've had like low seasons it's been like in your personal life and like in your family relationships has it been for like career stuff or work at all or is that really not a space that you've found um low seasons in um yeah for sure (laughs) um I feel like honestly like when I don't have videos that are doing well like I feel like it was like kind of honestly like the latter half of 2022 like I was fully in my flop era like I had, it was really hard for me to get a video to do well. And that, that can be super disheartening. And oh yeah, I, I, and even on like when I'm trying to post stuff and I feel like it's not doing well, I'm like, oh, I'm still in my flop era. And it's like, yeah. that just kind of happens. But I also feel like it's part of the journey and I am grateful for that time. And And then when I'm in it, I really try to be like, be grateful, be grateful. And I always remind myself, okay, you can always delete a video. True. So like, relax, relax. And you're putting too much stock in this, relax. But that is when I compare myself, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm like, oh, all these friends and their videos don't ever do bad. Their right. videos, what's wrong with me? Why, why do my videos suck? It's like, okay, shut up, calm down. And like, don't, don't let yourself go there. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Like in those moments where you're like, it's hard to not tell yourself. It's hard to like give yourself a pep talk, you know, or for yeah, me. Yeah. I think that like, honestly, what has helped me so much is like focusing on, on the internal. Mm-hmm. So like when I'm in those moments, I'm like, like last week I felt like I was, I was having some, some peaks and valleys and I'm like, I am going to do my favorite thing, which is like go antique shopping. I love thrift shopping. I love shopping, And so I was like kind of in it. And then also I was like, okay, I'm going to try to film a video while I'm here. And I knew I wasn't going to post it, but I was like trying to like really get those creative juices flowing while I was there. And that helps. So I think, you know, trying to always exercise it whenever you can and knowing, well, I might not post this. Well, this video might, might, might do bad. Just keep going. Just keep going. Don't stop. But last year, was really like was my flop era yeah me too um apparently it was a lot of people's flop eras 2022 like I didn't have granted like 2020 it was obviously extremely hard devastating but for me personally I was privileged enough to like not be touched by a lot of like illness and death during that time if that had been the case I wouldn't be saying this but for me coming out of the pandemic has been much harder than when we were in it like my 2022 was way harder than my 2020 yeah I mean 
there was a lot of parts of 2020 that I really enjoyed. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Like there were parts that were really difficult, but I think spending, like I had never in my life because I'd always worked in a restaurant. Right. So never in my, and my husband worked during the day and I worked at night. So spending all of the time with him that I did, like that was so wonderful. I look at that as like really wonderful. And there were all these new experiences that we did together. And I enjoyed those times. And I also am grateful for him because I did have a ton of anxiety and he's just like, not he'll have anxiety a little bit, but he's not really an anxious person. Mm, must be nice. So, yeah. I'm like, okay, how does it feel? I ha- yeah. would have no clue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It must be really nice for you to not feel any of this. Cool. Literally. <laughs> um, and, very- and you're going to tell me you don't shit your pants. Great. So you're just like the perfect person. <laughs> oh, it's so annoying. I'm like, go away from me. But during the pandemic, like I remember I was even before too, I was, I started to read articles. I feel like in, in February of 2020, where I was like, oh my God, this, this thing is coming. And I was having severe anxiety. I really couldn't sleep. I was terrified. And then we lived near a Whole Foods, fortunately at the time. And so we walked there and we walked to get groceries and it was like scary. We had bandanas on our faces. It was like, you know, probably like March 25th. And I was like, oh, can you, you know, can you please take your clothes off before you sit on the couch? Can you change them? And he looked at me, he's like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not doing that stop. And I was like, what? So he like, didn't even have anxiety about certain things then, which I feel like I will often look to him for as a compass, because like, you know, I am more prone to like being nervous and having anxiety. And of course it was still a roller coaster from that point, but he was like, it is what it is. You being terrified is not going to help your immune system like all these things are not going to help you. So I'm like, okay, so are you going to change your clothes or not? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take that as a yes, that you are going to change your clothes. Um, (laughs) Okay. Thank you for the pep talk, but are you? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm like you. I was like, we're taking like clothes off. Like, I don't know if you did this when we were wiping down like all of our groceries. I I don't know if you did that, but I would get like. I did it one time. And then I was like, I honestly don't have the energy for this. So I'm not doing it again. But I did it one time. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like there was a whole stage of like, I'll never, I feel like it was the wiping down of groceries, the changing your clothes. And also, do you remember the fucking push-up challenge on Instagram? Or did you, were you lucky enough not to see that? I don't know. It was like the very beginning and it was like, oh, we're going to have two weeks at home. Like, let's do this push-up challenge. I challenge you to do 10 push-ups or whatever. It was like fucking going around and like looking back on it, it's so funny because it's like little did everybody know this was not a two-week thing. The push-up challenge is not helpful in times like this. (laughs) I feel like those challenges are so funny. Like the fucking ice bucket challenge and it's like, was it for, was it for ALS? Yeah, which is like there are these challenges that are like to benefit really important causes, but then they end up being like, I don't know, they I feel like they end up being silly. And it's like we're taking we're doing an ice bucket challenge, but I feel like you're taking away from what it's actually doing. Well, yeah, and like how is that how did we help? Like, is this like is there like a donate like is there a donation situation like aspect to this I ice bucket challenge? A, yeah, I think there was like associated. Like if you do it and then you and then you donate and then you nominate other people to do it. And then therefore they're supposed to donate. Mm. I think I could be wrong. I don't totally know. Well, this push-up challenge was for nobody except, <laughs> <laughs> except the internet. Um, do you, I know you experienced um, cyberbullying growing up. Was that a fear for you going into sort of this content creation TikTok era um, of like making videos or like, were you nervous about that? And do you have any, has that happened? Have you had any bullying incidents? So fortunately, I've been, I feel like I've been very lucky. Like it's been very minimal. And back to my husband, he's like, stop looking at comments. Stop. Like, like who cares? And he's very much a who cares person. And like, isn't sensitive, but I am, I, I do care and I am sensitive. Um, but like a lot of the time I'm able, it's, it's, I think I'm a little sick in the head because it's kind of funny to me now. 
Mm. Like when people say things, it like, I'm able to find, I'm able to like find a way to make it funny. Yeah. It is so weird. Like one of my videos I posted like a few, like I think it was like a month or two ago, I was talking to Justin and somebody commented and said like, did you pick up smoking like the fuck? And I like made a whole long Wait, I don't even get it. What? Say it again. My voice, I get. I like posted a story and I was talking to my husband in the story. Okay. But I guess my voice sounded extra raspy, more raspy than normal, which I feel like it's kind of raspy, whatever. Yeah. And somebody like DM'd me and was like, oh, did you pick up smoking like the fuck? Okay. Like commenting on my voice. And like, I thought that was funny. So then I took that, I screenshotted it and put it on my story. And basically it was like, yeah, I took up smoking and like put this whole dumb thing about it. And I do that often when people come or DM me dumb shit and it makes me laugh. So I feel like when people, or I just like ignore them. Like I just keep them in my requests and I'm like, okay, I'm not responding to you. Like you're, you're really going to DM me like something rude. Get the fuck out of here. People feel so entitled to comment on people's shit online like it it may I feel like it makes people think that like they know you or something where they can like say this or it's like they're so they feel like you're not an actual person so they can say whatever whatever they want I don't know but it's fucking wild it is it is wild and for the most part like I don't let it get to me but sometimes if something annoys me I I have gone through and um either like deleted comments and then blocked the person who commented commented or I restrict them so they can't like say other dumb shit. But for the most part, like I will get upset in the moment, but that is, it's very fleeting. Mm. Like I don't let it affect me really at all. I'm like, yeah. if you're gonna be dumb, then I'll be dumb back and I'll block you. Totally. And I know a lot of, you know, people in the public, I do that. So I'm like, okay, then I'm going to do it too. I'm yeah. Block you if you're being a little rat. <clears throat> yeah. And it's like also helpful for me to like consider the source it's like who, all right who's saying this oh yeah. you have zero videos your default is like a question mark or whatever like you're not putting yourself out there in any way at all you don't know what the like what it takes to do this thing and you're not in like the same arena as I am making content for people so like what the fuck do you know no exactly and also like I know myself and like a lot of what I do is like making fun of myself in some way or like you know, I, I try to be as unproblematic as possible. And so like, I know my intentions. So mm. if you're going to come on my page and you're going to question my intentions, then I'm going to block you and you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. I'm not here for that. And you literally don't know me. And like, no, like totally. I, I stop it in its tracks and I'm not going to let it like affect me. Yeah. That's great. I feel like it's, it, that's hard. It's hard for a lot of people to like not let that shit <clears throat> cause them to spiral especially like I was talking to somebody else and it's like she put it in a really good way she's like I don't remember what the attribute was but it was like yeah I already know I have whatever this thing like exactly. my, my nose looks like this I already know that like you're not telling me anything new like at least make your insult like new or funny like I know what I look like this is not this is not news you know yeah. Or when people comment like, oh my God, you're so cringe. No shit. Like I'm, I literally make cringe comedy. Like that's what I'm doing, babe. Yeah. Like, Get you, with it. Like, yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Are you new here? <laughs> um, okay. As we're wrapping up, I want to ask, I usually um, end with, have you ever been given a piece of advice that was very helpful for you or... Do you have a piece of advice that you would give to someone experiencing a low or um, a valley right now? Um, my favorite piece of advice will always be from my uncle is that success is when preparation meets opportunity. So it it takes you back to that place of like focusing on yourself, focusing on what it is that you want to accomplish, what do you want what you want to get done? And then the right opportunity will never pass you by. So what's meant for you will be there for you when the time is right. So mm-hmm. if you're in a, if you're in a position and you like feel like you missed something, you didn't. It it wasn't it wasn't right for you. And there's so many times in life where I feel like you want something so bad and then it just doesn't work out because the timing was not right. And I and I really believe that. 
So that's kind of what I remind myself often when I feel like, you know, friends of mine are doing things that I want to do or things are happening for other people. It's like, it's, I wouldn't be ready for it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's big. That's huge. Um, well, this has been an absolute treat. Thank you so much for giving me an hour of your time. Um, I am also looking forward to getting the foot lamp or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And I will get it because I like to have like a bedtime wind down. It's not cute. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. Like, (laughs) I feel like... I feel like of all things, bedtime routines, I can get behind because like I love having like the essential oil, oil, whatever humidifier thing going like I like a wind down. Oh, I bought the fucking sunset lamp that's everywhere on TikTok. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but oh, I got I ads for it all the time. Kind of. I'll send you I'll send you it. It's pretty cheap. Okay. And I was like, this is going to be trash. This isn't going to look cool. It looks cool as shit. Like it was like 20 bucks and it looks rad as fuck. Um, so yeah like I love all those like wind down rituals. also before bed um I have frozen grapes because grapes Ooh. have natural melatonin Ooh, I feel like I like always shout this from the rooftops but it it it's part of my nighttime routine and it's incredible wait frozen is that what you said they don't have to be frozen I just oh. like my grapes frozen and then they don't go bad so I yeah. just have like probably 10 a night like 20 minutes before I brush my teeth natural melatonin yeah, I also love frozen grapes. There's some in my freezer right now. Uh, so I'm going to be doing this because I didn't know about the melatonin thing. Eat them before bed. Thanks for listening to this episode of How the Fuck Did You Bounce Back with the hilarious Emily Gross. She's an actor. She's a content creator. Go follow her on TikTok and Instagram. You will not regret it. Thanks again for listening. New episodes every Thursday. Every Thursday.